everybody, Anthony Corelli here, formerly known as Santi Numarella. And you're listening to the Atomic Podcast, where Efren blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, back on the Atomic Podcast once again. The wrestler formerly known as Santino Morella. Now he is a family man and businessman. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Corelli. Anthony, man, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Very nice to be back. It's been a while. I know. Um, Happy New Year to you, 2017. Um, Tell the people what's been going on in your life. What's been going on with you? Man, um, well, I started on Sportsnet a couple months ago. So, uh, Sportsnet is a, uh, you know, a big sport network, a uh, national network. And uh, I started with a show called Aftermath, and I'm hoping to expand my brand there and, you know, get my own talk show and stuff like that. And, of course, Battle Arts keeps me very busy. Um, I'm coaching the judo myself now, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 and 7 o'clock. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a guy, but I'm, I'm steering the giant ship, so I'm charge of the marketing and the advertising and the everything that gets out there has to kind of go through me so that's a full-time gig oh. and of course you know yeah married life and my little buddy here beside me my dog's here and i take him out all the time yeah <laughs> and sometimes i was neglecting myself so i actually just started this week my own my own personal you know cardiovascular training uh, you know, I, I tell a lot of guys this and a lot of women when I talk to them, like from actors and wrestlers and, you know, regular people and whatnot. But I want to ask you, what's the key to a successful marriage? Oh, man. Oh, well, I haven't been only married a year, so I might not be the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's, it's understanding that it's not the objective is to compromise, not to get what you want. Yeah. And if you, if you go in that and you see that the other person's equally compromising, and then you're more likely to compromise. And, you know, up until the time when you get married or in relationships, just, you know, it's all around you. Whatever you want to do. You want to do X, Y, Z, just do it. You don't have to talk to anybody. And all of a sudden, you have to coordinate your life with this uh, other person's life, and hopefully they, you know, they fit together and stuff like that. So it, it, it's tricky, but it's doable. Uh, it's cool man this is like our third time talking together on the atomic podcast and you know we talked a lot about your career wwe so many different things but you know just for the new listeners and people who are listening now um how was it like growing up in canada oh it's great man we i grew up in toronto so we're just outside toronto uh toronto is the third largest city in, in north america it goes new york la and then toronto it's, it surpassed Chicago and Houston and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a very multicultural and uh, ethnically diverse uh, <clears throat> city. We have, we have everybody here. Like, if you're at the grocery store, you're walking down the aisle, every conversation you're, you're passing is a different language, and it's, it's really nice. In, in that sense, it's, uh, we're, we're ahead of the curve showing the rest of the world how to uh, how to get along harmoniously, you 
Yeah. Um, is it like New York? Because, you know, New York is, you know, you have Indian, Italian, Puerto Rican, Dominican. Is it like that kind of ethnicity like that in Canada? Yeah, I mean, there's some different, um, you know, percentages. Like, we don't have so many Puerto Rican or Mexican people. We have a lot of Indian people, Chinese people, and a lot of European people. And lately, we have quite a few Arabic people from different countries, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, you know. It, it seems like wherever there's kind of trouble in the world, then there seems to be an influx of people from, from that area. When, you know, when communism broke down, we got a lot of Ukrainian people, Polish people, and that kind of stuff. And um, now there's, you know, there's some trouble in the Middle East. We're getting a lot of Middle Eastern people coming here. Um, and when when China was going to, um, when Hong Kong was going to be go back, you know, under Chinese rule, we had a lot of people fleeing China. So we had a huge wave of Chinese immigrants too. So it's it seems to be a, a global refuge for people that want to get away and have a you know a higher quality of life. It's awesome here. Toronto is a world class city. Like the Olympics could be here next year. It's clean. Um, of course, with any big city, we have some you know our fair share of issues, but. Considering our size, it's not too bad at all. Oh, um, who were your favorite wrestlers to watch as a kid growing up? Um, my first favorite ever was Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Wow! And then I liked, you know, uh, Davy Boy Smith and Hulk Hogan and Ricky Steamboat. That was when I that was when I kind of fell in love with wrestling. And then throughout the years, there was guys like Angle, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and these guys, you know. Dynamite Kid, Bret Hart, you know, they became my favorites. Oh, okay. And um, in, in your whole tenure in WWE, who has been your favorite opponent? Um, I've had some very fun matches with Jack Swagger and also uh, Primo and Epico. We've had some really good matches, too. Very fun. On so the, the best matches are always at the live events. You know, TV uh -huh. is... You're very limited with regards to time, so live events you're gonna get to see 15, 20 minute masterpieces like pay per view quality matches yeah. because there's no commercials. Yeah, is it more intense when you wrestle at live events as opposed to, uh, let's say, a Raw or pay per view, or um, or is it like the same kind of quality when you have pay per view? I, I guess, well, I don't know, because some pay-per-view match quality is, you know, you have a time limit. But in, in the live event shows, do, do they really give you, like, free reign to, like, show your arts? Well, they'll, they'll give you a range. Like, you know, go between 13 and 16 and try to hit your time. <clears throat> pay-per-view, there's no commercial time. There's no commercials to, make, to hit <clears throat> on TV. You know, if they're going off the air in four minutes, you better get your stuff done in time. Or else, you know, so you're, it's unprofessional, and you know you have to hit your cues. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, you, you can't miss commercials. <clears throat> um, what's the baddest? That's a lot more pressure. Yeah, I would ask you. Um, what's the baddest have you ever been ribbed by a wrestler? Ribbed? Uh, I, I wasn't ribbed too much. Wow, for real? Wow, you're lucky then. Whoo! <laughs> yeah, I got, I got along with everybody. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've had a rib somewhere. I just can't. Not a lot. Um, like, like nobody, you know, like uh, pissed in your bag or hide your sneakers or or stole your clothes. No. <laughs> I guess one time Cody put some Cody Rhodes put some uh, 
bunch of cupcakes in my bag. <laughs> cupcakes? <laughs> well, yeah, I put one in his bag and he fired back with like a dozen, so. <laughs> Oh, uh, temptation not to eat it either, right? Because you're probably on a strict re- t- diet regimen. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how did you get into judo? Judo was um, was a fluke. My, I wanted to be in some form of martial arts because I knew, you know, I was destined to be some kind of fighter. Grappler, performer—I don't know what—but I felt a calling towards this type of stuff, and, and it was just my, my mom's schedule happened to fit the local judo classes because she had she was taking a course on one of the nights, so she kind of just said, "I can take you to judo," and I was like, "Okay, as long as it's the same thing." I wanted to be like Bruce Lee, yeah. and um, I went to judo class, and yeah, that was it, man. Once I gets in your blood, you know that's that's what you do. So judo, judo really helped me with everything. Judo helped me become a better football player, become a you know a champion wrestler in high school, and it helped me travel the world. And judo really taught me everything, man. I'm telling you, um, yeah. Um, is 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 judo a very intense discipline for people to get into, or is you know how? You can get into it recreationally, no problem. But yeah. like any sport, if you want to be good, you got to condition yourself, and you got to run, and you got to lift weights, and you got to do technique, and you got to spar. And if you're a guy, like I was on the national team, so we trained, you know, five days a week, tw- twice a day, and that's what it takes to, to compete at a high level. Uh, but just to get in it recreationally, you know, a couple hours a week, that, that's fine too. Um, um, question. Um, if the UFC was as popular or as lucrative back in the early 200s as it is today, would you have chosen the path over pro wrestling? Um, I probably. Well, pro wrestling. I started late. I started pro wrestling at 28, so I would have done MMA. Prob, you know, probably concurrently with judo, and then transitioned to MMA, but then eventually probably pro wrestling too. Oh, okay. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about Battle Arts Academy and why you helped started it? Like, tell everybody the beginning stages of it. Like, how how did it all start? Yeah, well, I knew my neck was getting worse slowly but surely. So, uh, I didn't know. You know, plus I was approaching forty, and I didn't know how much longer I had. So, um, I, I wanted to develop something so that when I retired from judo, uh, sorry, pro wrestling, <clears throat> I had something up and running. And that, that could sustain me until my next major thing comes along. So that's what we did, you know. Every four or five hour drive was just me planning every square inch out, designing in the gym, thinking of the the essential components that we need, and then pricing them out, and you know, designing it. I did everything. Um, <clears throat> I was I was off for for. Um, one time, I, when I resigned, I just requested some time off so I could have a life, you know. Yeah. And um, during during the, that that six months is when I did all the legwork and got bad letters up and running and signed the lease and you know got got your lawyers, invested your money, did did everything. It was a million things to do, and we're just we're just getting like just now, almost three and a half years later, it's it's running on all cylinders, you know. It took a long time. There's a lot, a lot of work. To, it was, it was incredible, actually. When I look back, it's exhausting how much 
Uh, because it wasn't just one business. It was like opening several businesses, you know. Like some people open up a boxing club and that's their business. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a boxing program, an amateur wrestling program, a judo program where, you know, all our kids compete and go for tournaments. We have personal training. We have pro wrestling. Uh, we have athletes like football players, hockey players doing performance training. Gosh, we have a girls boxing team. I mean, we have so many things going on in there that it just requires uh, so much individual attention. It's crazy. Um, how hands-on are you involved with battle arts? You know, I, I know you was, we were talking about this from the way beginning, but as of right now, how hands-on are you with battle arts? Oh, yeah. I'm, the, I mean, I'm there every day. I always have tons of paperwork to do, and, uh, whether it's marketing or advertising or, or you know, fixing an issue with a member. I'm there a lot. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I actually teach the judo and the pro wrestling myself, so I'll be there very late. Today, I left around... 8.30 or so, but, you know, I've been early, do some work, and then I have to go run some errands and come back later. It's a full, it's a full day, definitely. Um, and how's your, how's your neck doing? How's your body holding up? Are you okay? My neck's okay for day-to-day life, you know, it's not, it's not so good for, uh, well, I can't take, I can't take any back bumps anymore, but wow. sometimes I'll play wrestle. Well, sparring the kids, you know, like twelve-year-old kids, and sometimes I'll let them throw me, and um, it feels okay when I do that. So you know, I know my limits, and I kind of I play within it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Normally, I don't talk about politics, but since our president is a former WWE Hall of Famer, what do you make of the current political climate in this country? God, man, it's terrifying when you see. If you follow the Bible at all, and you see that kind of stuff, and there's a lot of uh, revelations coming into uh, who knows, you know, there's there's the mainstream media, and then there's the obviously the the internet that talks about things happening near Russia and Iran and Syria and Antarctica and and you know. Is the end of religion coming? Is somebody coming back? And you know, I follow a lot of the conspiracy stuff too. So it's an interesting time. Everybody has the same feeling. So if everybody has this gut feeling, there must be something to it that in our lifetime we're going to see some serious shit go down. Whether it's going to be um, what do you call it, martial law or new world order or whatever this kind of stuff is. Um, there's going to be some pretty serious stuff happening, and I just hope that it's, you know, we're safe. We're going to be safe through this transition into a new way of life. We're, because we're, we're global. We're a global village now, you know. It's yeah. not really country versus country. We're all in this together, especially with global warming. And, you know, regardless of where you're from, this planet only has a, a finite number of resources that, you know, it can only feed it. A certain number of people and if we allow our population to keep growing we're all gonna you know we're all gonna starve because there's not enough food for everybody and that's when shit's gonna really hit the fan when people are gonna start fighting over fresh water and food and land that is farm farmable and that's in the long future but you know it's we're pretty lucky that where we live in society or uh, when we live in society, because we've got all these modern benefits and conveniences, but we're not going to be around to see when 
Eric is in bad shape, you know? Yeah. Um, what's been the biggest thing you learned about life or discovered about yourself since we last spoke? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I guess because I have so much to do and it's, it's nonstop, sometimes I, you know, I can get stressed out and I gotta, you know, I shouldn't let my stress levels affect the atmosphere at the gym. So just try and be more positive. Yeah. I spend a lot more time. I, I visit my parents more these days. You know, they're getting older, and you know, I, we have friends, and their their parents are passing away. It makes me think about how short life is, and you know, just to see my parents a lot, because they're not going to be here forever, too. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, you're passionate about your judo. You're passionate about your gym and the industry. What's the toughest part about your lifestyle at this point? Toughest part? Yeah. There's nothing tough, really. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, is it like you put a lot of time at at the gym, or like, are, are you like home a lot yeah, of the time? But it's also a great. It's also a great place to be. So, like, <clears throat> if having to be at my own business, that's not really a bad. It's just I'm there a lot, and it's kind of tiring sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I love it there. You know, I'm seeing kids develop and people losing weight and just feeling great about themselves. Uh, you know, my wife and I were. Uh, are fantastic where our little puppy here is, is keeps us uh, very happy we're trying to have kids and it's just a great time in my life you know post post WWE is a great time um, I sacrificed a lot in terms of never being home and all that stuff so it's just nice to be home I had my first garden this year wow. I, I, I started I started hunting you know all the stuff I've always wanted to do that I could never do um, and, and now I'm getting to do it, so it's it's a great time. Also, don't tell me Anthony is killing Bambi outside. Yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> are you are you killing? Oh, Re- <laughs> are, are you killing? I just started. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I have to wait till ne- I have to wait till next year now. Uh, are you killing like rabbits and squirrels too, or just a uh, deer? Anything, man. Moose, bear. <laughs> uh, I'll, if you can eat it. Oh I'll, no. Uh, I'll eat it, you know. Yeah. The, the thing is. If you eat meat, you know, the animal is getting killed and slaughtered. And I just want to be responsible and do it myself instead of having someone do it for me, you know? Yeah. Um, what, what has been the most fun you had in WWE? And if the circumstances were different, where your neck wasn't injured, would you still be involved in the wrestling business today? Yeah, I probably, I mean, I wouldn't want to wrestle much more. I'm, I'm turning 43 next month, so I don't want to get killed anymore. My, body, <laughs> my body's pretty banged up. Uh, but it was a tremendous amount of fun. I, I thought I would be still with the company in, in a non-physical role at some point. So, uh, I don't know if I, if I would ever go back. No, um, I just don't really have the time in my life. It would have to be very specific circumstances, like only on Raw, fly out Sunday, fly back Tuesday, and the show I'm on back home here, uh, we film on Tuesdays, so I'd have to fit that schedule, because I really don't want to give that show up, because I enjoy it a lot, so, you know, I'm in a comfortable place where I'm not dying to go back, so if they made an offer, it would have to suit suit my needs, you know? Yeah, and um, it has to be a lot of dollar signs, right? <laughs> and, Pretty, pretty good amount. 
Um, what goals are still left out there for you? Is there anything you haven't achieved yet that you have in your sights in 2017? Um, I, I, I want to get my own uh, talk show, my own sport talk show, where we just promote sport culture in Canada. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we promote uh, teenage athletes, Olympic athletes, pro athletes, and the show, every guest is an athlete. And then we have a special feature, like whether it's going to be... Um, a healthy segment or a workout segment or a healthy food segment and stuff like that and just really promote that healthy sport culture and, and, and make those people the role models so that you know kids don't want to be gangsters or Instagram ass shakers and stuff like that they want to, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they want to follow in the footsteps of someone that has tremendous self-discipline we want to idolize our Olympic athletes because they they made a lot of of the of the, the the right choices in life, so I just want, I want to glorify athletes more. I think it's going to be the the remedy to a lot of our problems in society today. You know, if you're if you're on a rugby team and you practice five nights a week, well, you're probably not going to be in a gang, you know, yeah, um, or or whatever the sport is. If you're involved, you're involved, you know, and you're not you're not just hanging out is the biggest problem when uh, kids just get together and hang out and do nothing that's when they come up with stupid ideas yeah do you think like video games like xbox and all that is like a problem or you think it's all in moderation i mean yeah i do play uh, a little bit that's fine but yeah i think it has to be definitely in moderation um i think the video games these days are obviously pretty violent and you know all those first-person shooter games. I mean, no one's talking about it, but all these mass shootings came along shortly after all these first-person shooter games came along. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to be accountable, you know? And there's all these, what do you call, um, like sniper assassin games. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of crazy stuff, man. Uh, I think video game companies have to be... When it was Pac-Man and all that stuff you know there's no problem because it's 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 a fictional character it's, it's not realistic when the games got realistic people started really kind of feeling what it would be like to do these bad things and then they're so close to doing it they want to actually really do it i think it has i think there's a correlation i said what is it like i don't know if you've played with your character but what what is it like like i you know i i still find that amazing like playing with your simulated character in a wrestling game like you're playing with yourself at a game no pun intended but how does it feel yeah oh i i I don't play i'm not a gamer at all oh you never you never you never played with your own character in 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 any wwe game no i mean i turned it on to see how it looks I, I, I don't. I don't really play it. Yeah. I don't play any video games. I, I, I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> you just rather just do the real thing. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I remember one summer, some some of my friends they got into uh, <clears throat> uh, FIFA soccer. Yeah. They were having tournaments, like these huge video game tournaments, and it was summertime. And I'm like, guys, let's go outside and play soccer. And they, you know, they looked at me like I was crazy because they wanted to play this tournament. I'm like, why would you play the real thing? So, uh, I, uh, I'm an advocate of getting out there and, and doing the real thing. Um, being a married man now, Anthony, um, you know, your life has changed tremendously for the better. And um, having, 
your confidant, your you know the person that you love with you, changes a lot of men. Um, how has your emotions and how has your attitude towards life has changed since being married? Um, yeah, I guess I go to bed a little early. <laughs> uh, usually, I would just stay up late and, and sleep in. And now, because I have so much stuff to do, it's very valuable for me. To get up at you know six seven o'clock and start the day and get now by lunchtime I have a lot of stuff done as opposed to staying up till three and sleeping until whatever ten and you know by the time I get to the gym it's noon you know this and and then then you're always behind the clock and you have stress because you have all these things to do so anyway I go to bed earlier and I get up earlier that's something that's pretty new. Oh, okay, and um, my final question for you, Anthony. Um, I've said it to you before, but I'm gonna see if you change your answer now. Is what would the Anthony of today tell the Anthony of yesterday? Oh my God. Um. Yeah, I guess just you know, I would let myself know that there's you're not missing out on anything if you stay home. You know. Mm-hmm. Because back then we, we used to. Go, I, I grew up at a time where in Toronto it was heavy duty club culture. And uh, we went to nightclubs all the time, and we always felt like if you didn't go out that night, you were going to be missing the greatest time ever. And uh, I just stay home more. When I was a kid, I just I was never home. I was always out. And you know, you're wasting money, and you're probably up to no good. And I would have told myself to stay home a little more. No, okay. Um, Anthony Taylor, thank you so much. Um, before I let you go, um, are you gonna go to the Hall of Fame? Uh, I'll, I'll probably be down there with Sportsnet. Yeah. So if that's the case, I'll go to the Hall of Fame because there's rumors that Beth Phoenix is gonna be inducted. So, um, you know, I had a lot of great memories with oh, her. Wow. And I'd like to be there as a supporter for that. Well, speaking of Beth Phoenix, what's your favorite? Your what's your favorite Glamorella moment? Um. Probably winning the titles. We won the titles together, you know. Yeah. Oh, and have you have you been in contact with her since, or? Uh, a little, little social media here, here and there. You know, she's married to Edge, and you know they have two kids, so we kind of keep just keep in touch about that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to see her. She totally deserves it. She's awesome. Okay, and well, one more question um, before I let you go. Um, a male wrestler and female wrestler, who's the stars to look at in 2017? Oh, oh man, well, hopefully Finn Balor comes back. Yeah. And, and, and does really well. Um, the girls, there's so many now, you know, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha, they're awesome. And, um, the whole division has really stepped up. Um, but I'll, I'll say Charlotte. Charlotte, and let's see what Finn Balor could do when he comes back from injury. Yeah, you know, I say Finn Balor and um, Alexa Bliss. I'm a big fan of Alexa Bliss, and she's just like taking it up by storm. So you know, I say a lot of good things for her too. Yeah, she seems pretty popular. I, I don't quite get it, but uh, <laughs> I mean, she's she's athletic and she's pretty, and she has attitude. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I mean, she's there, she's, she's doing pretty good. I just, something, some indescribable quality that I get attracted to yeah. in terms of being a wrestling fan. Yeah. And, and to me, she doesn't have it, but, you know, 
a wrestling fan is like is like you know ice cream. Everybody has a different flavor. Yeah, flavors. Yeah, I'll say it's just kind of funny. It's, I know I say it's just kind of funny the way you said it. I just don't get it. Like you don't get. It. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like chocolate ice creams. If I don't like chocolate ice cream, then I I can't think that everyone who likes chocolate is crazy. You know. Yeah. I'm the one that's different. I don't like chocolate. But anyway, same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Anthony, um, plug your social media, plug Battle Arts, plug anything you have coming up. Yeah, this month is cool. We got a wrestling show. We we have a round one of our first ever tag team tournament to crown our first ever tag team champions. Uh, that's February eighteenth in Toronto. February twenty fifth. One week later, we have uh, a boxing event with Boxing Ontario. It's live amateur boxing. Uh, and that's awesome. That's really fun. Boxing Ontario comes there and they um, take over with referees and uh, you know officials, and, and it's just a real awesome tournament. Uh, awesome, awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much. Um, one last thing. Could you say Arrivederci in Santino voice? Oh yeah. To to who? So just just out there, just say Arrivederci in and Sensino voice. Okay, I guess uh, to all my fans, Arrivederci. <laughs> that was Anthony Corelli, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.